0: This is the essence of faith in God. First, God speaks to us, then we obey Him. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed, all nations, Jews and Gentiles. Abram is the father of those who believe. Verse four So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot his nephew went with him, and Abram was seventy and five years old when he departed out of Haran. Abraham believed God when he spoke to him. That's the key to faith, believing what God has said to you and acting upon it in an appropriate way. When I had an accident at a house in Texas, and the ambulance workers were rolling me past the front door, God said to me, you'll never see this house again. And because I believed what I heard was from God, at the hospital, I put the house up for sale, and I never saw the house again. And God moved me to another state within the United States. As a new Christian, in August 1975, I owned a business in Dallas, Texas, a small business in American Indian arts. At that time, Indian arts was so popular in the United States that there were many, many shysters coming into your cities and renting motel rooms and advertising that they were selling Indian jewelry for less seventy percent and it was fake jewelry. The Dallas News Morning News contacted me and asked me if I would write an article for the newspaper on this subject and I said I would, how to protect yourself in the purchase of India jewelry. About a week after I wrote the article, and it appeared in the newspaper, there was a little short fat man came into my store. He was wearing a suit and a tie, and the thing I noticed about him is on his tie clasp he had a pair of handcuffs. He says, little lady, do you know so-and-so? And And I said, no, I don't believe I do. He said, well, he knows you because he is suing you for a million dollars. I was just shocked. He was one of those itinerant merchants that was coming into town and trying to sell that Indian jewelry. And he charged several of us dealers In this lawsuit, along with the Better Business Bureaus of both Dallas and Fort Worth, he charged us with conspiring to keep him from coming into the Metroplex to do business. It was so ludicrous. I couldn't take it seriously. I just tossed the papers over onto a shelf in my office and forgot about it. But about a week Later, I realized that if I didn't respond to this lawsuit, that man could take all of my merchandise. So, I hired a lawyer. The case drug on for weeks and weeks, and about every week I would receive a bill for work done on my behalf by the lawyer. Usually the bills would be between two and three thousand dollars. I was just a small business person. If it kept going that way, I would be out of business within a matter of months. So I asked God what I should do, and I was reminded of Isaiah 54. 17. No weapon formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. As I began to think about this scripture, I thought, well, now it should apply to me today because I'm a Christian. I've been born again. I'm a Christian. And it's saying to me that no weapon formed against me will prosper. So why am I paying lawyers to represent me when it can't prosper, when this weapon cannot prosper? I was such a young Christian at that time that I decided I would go and ask my pastor, show him what I planned to do, and just talk it over with him. En route to the appointment, I prayed for God to give pastor wisdom. The pastor was Robert Tilton. I told him what my plan was, and when I finished talking to him, he said to me, Joan, I perceive that you have faith to do this this way. Either the Bible is real and the promises of God are real and they're for us today as Christians, or the Bible is just a history book with no power. I decided this was a good opportunity to find out which was true. Is the Bible real, or is it just a history book? So I called my attorney and told him what I was going to do. He said, oh, Joan, you can't do this. You don't realize how evil these courts are. He said, it'll only take about $10,000 more for us to try your case, and we're willing to work with you. You can pay it off. I said, $10,000 more. Gordon, stop. Don't do anything else. God had shown me to get out of debt and stay out of debt. That would have put me back into debt. So I I knew it was not the way to go, to stay with those attorneys. And I knew going by this scripture had been given to me by God, and it would work. So I dismissed the attorney immediately that day. About a week later, Gordon came back into the store and said, Joan, we have decided at the law firm to try your case without any further charge. Now, what is going on? One week, it's going to be $10,000 more to try my case, and the next week, it's going to be without any further charge. But I didn't hear Gordon mention God told us to do this. So I said to Gordon, you're just going to have to let me get back with you on this subject. I began to pray immediately. God, what do you want me to do about this free legal service? And I was reminded of a scripture in Genesis 14. Abram. Had gone out to war. And they won the war. On the way back, Genesis 14, starting at verse 23, And the king of Sodom said unto Abram, Give me the persons and take the goods to thyself. And Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have lifted up my hand. Unto the Lord, the Most High God, the Possessor of heaven and earth, that I will not take from a thread even to a shoe latchet, and that I will not take anything that is thine, lest thou should say, I have made Abram rich. I knew God was telling me, turn that free legal service down, which I did. It was a scary thing to do, but God gave me about 14 scriptures to strengthen me. I recorded those scriptures on a cassette tape and played them at night while I was sleeping. And when I would get up to go to the bathroom and come back to bed, I would turn the cassette tape over and play it again. It was six weeks before the court date was scheduled. And those scriptures held me up and kept me going and calmed me. After. About six weeks passed. I received a phone call from the lawyer of the man who was suing me. And he said, I'm calling you because you do not have a lawyer. I want to let you know that our client dropped all charges and there will be no court trial." And I asked, did he drop all charges against everyone? And the lawyer said he cut everyone loose. And then the lawyer said, we tried to get him not to file those charges against you. But he wouldn't listen to us. He was like a madman. A few days later, Gordon, my former attorney, came into my business, and he said, We want you to know that we at the law firm have discussed your case many times, and that we believe what you said happened, happened. God did not allow this weapon formed against you to prosper. And with that, it was over. And most likely, God used that for the rest of my life to help me to have faith in God. Faith is based upon hearing from God. When he speaks to you, By His Spirit and brings to your mind information. That is the essence of faith. The starting of faith is the Word of God on the subject at hand. And when you believe that you have heard from God, then you act upon that Word that you have heard, doing that which is appropriate to that word and that is faith faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word from God thank you for allowing me to share with you today